0: Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's been an eventful two weeks. Things have been going down. I hope everybody's having a good one. Hope everybody's staying safe and uh, obeying the laws out there. None of this the rabble-rousing and doing stuff that doesn't abide by our country's fine laws. You know, that sounds really bad of a way to start off a podcast. Be like, I hope you're following the rules, but saying it in a tone that makes it sound like I'm super disingenuous about that. Like, I hope you people are out there killing people and I hope you're stealing, you know, taking hijacking buses, you know, stealing jewelry from that. That's what that tone sounded like. I was like, there aren't enough people breaking laws and there isn't enough crime. No, I hope you really are. Uh, doing all right and not doing any of that stuff, actually. Let's, let's not encourage that kind of behavior, you know? You know, as they, all these people preach now, use your platform for good. I don't have a platform. (laughs) If anything, this podcast is the farthest thing from a fucking platform. But anyway, things are good. Everybody doing well? I hope you're doing well. Um... I've learned a lot about myself this past couple of weeks. I've learned something, tried to learn something new about myself to report to you guys. This is basically a report in a glorified diary at this point. And this is what not worth the time has become. <laughs> is you listening to a diary of me like, I think I figured something out. <laughs> I think I got an idea. Isn't that all these solo podcasts, that's what all of them are. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I caught myself doing some ridiculous shit the other day, you know. I caught myself at a gas station, as one does, checking out in the line and paid for my stuff. I ringed it up and put in my pin, all that good jazz. And next thing I know, I'm standing there and I'm looking at the screen. And you know that the, the keypad that you enter in and stuff for when you pay is not the fastest it doesn't bring up the information as quick as it should you know you're kind of waiting for that approved to pop up but normally you end up it doesn't some of them don't even show it sometimes you have to wait for the cashier to just be like you're good man all right have a good day you know i've been conditioned now to wait for that approval and the, i was waiting for that the other day like the dismissal like your your purchase is good be gone I was waiting for a be gone, you know, just a absolute, like, get the hell out of my story. I'm done with you. Customer service over. Transaction done. Okay? I no longer have to be nice to you. That's what happens after they get your money, any any salesperson. (laughs) As soon as the fucking money hits the bank account, as soon as it's extracted, and there's a green thumb that says, we got the money, they are out of there. It's like a robber <laughs> when they when they're pulling a heist as soon as they got the money in the hand boom that's when they explain the whole plot of how they got the scheme done <laughs> that's every oceans 11 movie <laughs> it's just them getting the money and being like all right now let's explain how we really got the dough because now we are no longer have to put up with the charade you know especially at gas stations those people that they, they are putting on the best charade possible and Most of them doing that minimal effort, but I feel for the gas station employees, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely just stood there and waited for a dismissal, and he never gave it to me. He just looked at me, wondering if I was gonna pick up my stuff and leave, and then finally I just made the move. I was just like, "All right, have a nice day." I had to interact. I had to initiate the goodbye sequence. I don't know if the NPCs in my my universe are glitching out a little bit. But, yeah, that's the interactions we've been getting lately. A lot of delayed human reactions and uh, bad social interactions like that. It was It was jarring. It made me mad at myself because I've been conditioned to wait for somebody to be like, okay, it's not considered stealing now. You can leave. When I see people all the time do the move where they put their card in, swipe it, do the do all the stuff on the screen, grab their stuff, and don't even wait. They're like, "I have a nice one, and just bolt. It ha- they uh, people do that all the time. That is confidence. That's that's what it must be like to really know you have money in your bank account. <laughs> that's that's what it, that tells me is you're so established in your life that you can just pay and you don't even need to wait to see if it clears. Or sometimes I have, I'm like, I think I have ten dollars in my bank account. Uh, let's give this a shot, I guess. Let's try to run it. (laughs) Can I cover 998? Can I do it? Oh, we got two pennies left. Oh, thank Christ. All right. Thank God we got through that one. You know, that's just money confidence is what that is. Knowing that you don't even need to, don't even need to sweat and wait for the receipt. You don't even need to see that it says clear, approved. You know you're approved. That's when you know you've been getting loans since like 95. You don't even need to think about it. You're like, of course I have the fucking money, dude. I'm going to swipe this card and not even think about it. I guess I could do that with my credit card. But then, like, that would be super embarrassing. Get declined on a Discover credit card. <laughs> that has to be an embarrassing moment. I mean, everybody makes fun of Discover cards. Which I don't know how Discover card became the beating child of the finance world. Like, everybody makes fun of Discover card. Like, ah, oh, yeah, he's probably got a Discover. <laughs> and I understand, like, a lot of places don't take it anymore. Every place takes it. It used to be a big deal. I remember going in to get haircuts at places where they wouldn't take Discover. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. And that was, like, a big deal. Because I guess there was, like, a different charge or whatever. But they must have changed all that. Because I don't know too many places that don't accept Discover card anymore. But it's, like, the red-headed stepchild of the credit cards man like if you can get it, it anyone can get one and they're just like oh anybody can get a discover card and it's like well, isn't that kind of good i mean at least you can get a credit card <laughs> Bills of fucking credit man i i don't understand why that's a bash on them i don't know like it beats american express the amount of fees and the hoops you got to jump through to get one of those motherfuckers People love to have that. That's like a really rich people thing is bragging about which credit card you have. I guess different ones give you different perks and different levels of those credit cards give you different perks. Because there's like the one black card, I guess, which I think what I've heard is like a complete myth. Anybody can get the black card from MasterCard, I think. What is it? Let's let's look it up. I'm not going to get the, the video going, but I'll just look up uh, the black credit card. And watch Google be racist and be like, it's Discover. It's like, whoa, that's not cool, Google. Don't do that. Um, what is, okay, I'm trying to see here. Like, uh, What does the black credit card mean? What does black card mean? A black card is a type of extremely exclusive credit that is uh, almost uh, solely uh, reserved for the ultra-wealthy. Typically, the cards are available on... An invitation only basis. Uh, the threshold for entry into this elite echelon of card ownership is, in a, is incredibly high and as are the annual fees. Yeah, it's just one of those like weird things. Let's see here. Oh, here's the qualification for it. So although AMX does not uh, publish requirements for this card or its perks, for that matter, uh, it typically extends the black card invitation only to high earn earners who have spent, who have, uh, who have spent and paid off between three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars to half a million dollars across all their Express, American Express, uh, accounts in the calendar year. So people who are putting. Somewhere between three hundred fifty thousand dollars and a half a million, get the American Express Black Card. I didn't realize American Express was Amex. I guess, but yeah, like that's the big, the big deal right there. I, I'm trying to make sure my credit card never gets above like five hundred dollars. I can't imagine spending three hundred fifty thousand dollars on a credit card. That explains why these people shop high end dollar shit. Is they're just trying to make sure they can keep the black card. It's a vicious cycle once you get money, dude. It, it, in order if you, especially if you keep, care about money and the status that comes with money. Like, there are secret millionaires you would never know about. Just some average farmer here in Iowa. Like, there are millionaire farmers, and you never know it. They're just still wearing Wrangler shirts and fucking jeans, you know. Because they saw Brett Favre rocking those assless Wranglers. And they're like, I can be like Brett Favre, you know. And if anything, those businessmen and those farmers love Brett Favre because, you know, he has the most touchdowns in all of uh, in NFL history. But he also has the most interceptions, too. And you know what? You got to throw the ball. To take some risks if you want to be on top with the most, you know? That's how they look at it. But if you want to keep up with the status of money and look like you have money, you have to spend $300,000, 400 thousand dollars a year in order to give off that impression that you still got the coin it that that's bonkers to me i guess i get okay let's break this down like if you pay off your credit card every month like you should right 350,000 the lowest rank in to get that divided by 12 that means you have to spend <laughs> 30 you basically have to spend 30,000 dollars. Uh, a month. $29,166.70 a month. You have to spend uh, a basic person's salary a month on a credit card as throwaway shit. They're just going to fancy restaurants, buying Gucci. That's wild, man. Oh, my God. I couldn't deal with it, man. I couldn't. I, I The thought alone of buying that shit. Especially because then you're just buying stuff. Like, I guess you can buy trips and experiences and things, so that would help. And then you're not doing that. But a lot of people go material. They buy, like, stuff. And then you just have more stuff, and then eventually you got to get rid of it. And you can't resell a lot of it. You know? you're not. You're just, like, wasting an investment almost. That's wild to me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess some people have the ambition. They have the ambition to want to look like they're rich and be rich, you know? What's crazy is the people who want to look rich but aren't rich. That's another thing you got to do, though. I don't know. That's another thing I did find out about myself. I got on a weird tangent there about credit cards. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Whew. That was a weird one, fellas. And ladies out there, that was an interesting one. But now you know what it takes to be the black card member. And if you aspire to be that, you can be whatever you want. You just have to have the ambition. I know I don't. I could give two shits less what my credit card color is. My credit card's blue, and I like it. It works, and I discover that I'm still poor with it most of the time. <laughs> discover. Discover these fees and poorness that you have. That's what it discovered with that card. But I did discover that I don't have any ambition, really, comparatively. Now, comparison normally is the thief of joy. It really is. But um, I have to give it to this one on the, to this guy on this one you know i can't remember his name i was just watching a thing about it but everybody's heard the myth in the legends of the bitcoin hard drive that got thrown away right some dude bought like 3 4000 bitcoin or mined 3 to 4000 things of bitcoin had it on a hard drive threw it away in like the early 2000s cuz bitcoin was nothing it was literally Met nothing, it was just this fucking weird concept, and this guy mined for it, and then tossed out the laptop, not even thinking about it. Come now, or even at its peak, now it's like 3 billion, billion, four billion. you know, it's just an absurd amount of wealth, is what Bitcoin is. At least valued at, like, it, it, the determination of what value actually is with Bitcoin, who knows. But this dude has been ambitious as fuck since he threw that out, right? It's in a goddamn landfill. And unless you've turned a blind eye to what society thinks about landfills or what our landfills look like, uh, you know it's they're just under a heap of fucking garbage, guys. Just so much trash. It just And he's been trying to talk to this dump in the city and whoever owns it and runs it for years, trying to let him to go sift through it. And, of course, they're like, yeah, that's a health risk. It's a environmental disaster <laughs> basically are admitting all the things that they would never say <laughs> at all uh in like a court of law if they were to bring up like how unhealthy and how gross their <laughs> their garbage <laughs> sanitation area is like they would never leave, but like that's what they, the reason they're giving him right and they're keeping they're keeping the faith on that one but they won't let him in lily and phil and he won't let it go, guys. He's, I guess, now has investors and other people backing him in trying to raise enough money. And I think he has enough money now, or he's raised close to enough that's going to make this landfill raise an eyebrow or two to let them go excavate and try to find this laptop. That's crazy. For years, this guy's been after this fucking laptop. Years. I would have given up after the first month. After I realized I couldn't find it, I would have been like, "Damn, I I really fucked up there." But I guess this is life-changing money. I don't like. It's not like it's mine, and I guess he's been telling people. I bet you the the garbage place, the landfill, is telling him you can't go through because they're secretly looking for it. <laughs> it's turning into an uncharted situation so fast, guys. There's like four different crews of thieves trying to search through this. <laughs> it's like trying to find the city of lost gold down there now. You know, they're fine trying to find Atlantis at this landfill. We know it's out there somewhere. You got crews sneaking in night and day trying to sneak down into this place just like we'll find the gold, <laughs> we'll find the bitcoin. That's going to be a legend that stays around forever. Like like Magellan's like gold, like like in Uncharted. Just people looking for this hard drive of this computer, and we only—I don't know. Let's see how long, how long does it take a hard computer hard drive to break down? Uh, computer hard drive recycle uh, recycle time. Let's find out. I bet you it lives forever. It, it like they never break down can a computer hard drive be cycled all hard drives are recyclable whether it's internal or external uh okay they can be recycled but i want uh i guess there's a type breakdown um uh, uh breakdown uh it's probably not gonna say it i don't know it probably isn't but like it's probably contaminated as fuck like, it, it, like it's going to be one of those things that lives forever and just says, like, they're just trying to find it and extract the data off of it. It will be a myth that goes on for years and years, you know. It'll be like Montezuma's gold and shit like that, dude. Magellan's two treasure troves of ships, you know. It's going to be there forever and just people trying to find it. But getting back to the original point, that guy is so ambitious because he still believes he can find it. I would have given up. That's what it comes down to. I'm not shaming this guy or the people who are investing in him to try to find it and get their cut of it. Go for it. You know that's your prerogative. I'm just saying I would have been like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'm not fucking done with this because that guy's gotta been like, he has. Does he have a regular job and he's still trying to raise money and all? That's that's. Has he created an industry around this? I know it's, I could look it up right now, but I don't want to. I'd rather speculate. Like, as this guy created, it'd be crazy if he was like one of those people who made a false 9-11 story, and he made a false Bitcoin hard drive story, and he just created this whole illusion around it, and <laughs> now he's created an industry of uh, treasure hunters looking for a Bitcoin hard drive. That would be pretty sick. That's a great troll, actually. <laughs> I mean, this is an early 2000s troll. It could be just that. This guy could be lying. And you know what? If you if this guy happens to listen to this podcast and you aren't lying, message me. You know, show me the proof. If you guys know and you're listening to the show, let me know. Comments, email me. I don't know. Let me know why I'm wrong and he's not lying. Maybe you guys are right. But I have a sneaking suspicion, maybe now, as I've kept talking about this subject, I think that guy's lying. I think he's putting up false flags and false hopes, meaning like, I own so much Bitcoin, but it's in a landfill somewhere. You know, false promises, you know. But anyway, I guess maybe we should get into what I found this week, right? Let's just do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. So let's get into what I found this week, you guys. Um, uh, turns out science is, uh, running amok, playing God, as always. <laughs> science is always out here trying to play God. And you just try to just expel what he, his belief is. Because now they're trying to kill death, guys. Which is ironic. You're trying to kill death. But scientists have reanimated dead pig cells in pigs and potential breakthrough in or- for organ transplants. Now... I think this is working right, and I hope it is. So we're actually going to play this video and kind of pause and do some commentary on it. So I hope it's recording, and we're going to find out right now. So let's watch this video.
1: At best, mostly dead is slightly alive. Well, now a scientific breakthrough is raising questions about just how alive a dead cell can be. Researchers at Yale used a new technology to reanimate some of the organs of pigs that had just died.
0: First thing I have to point out, Yale's the one who uh studies this. that's we gotta be fucking real careful. <laughs> these ultra elite schools yale Yale, Harvard, these ivy league schools who attends them, who attends them the upper echelon what who do they want to keep alive and in power? Probably those guys. I don't know. This has just been in a web of lies for no reason. I'm just saying, don't trust the Ivy League schools. You can't trust a school that gets their ass kicked by any other school in football every year, okay? <laughs> your football team's made of nerds and they're getting smashed, okay? They either don't have a football team or just focus on your nerd stuff, okay? That's all I'm saying. You can't try to be athletic and also be the smartest school in the elitist school. That's all I'm saying, you know? It just—we you should we should always be careful about which schools and who study it. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> if the University of Miami was breaking through on pig science— uh, I think I would be a little, like, less hesitant about it. I don't know. Like, they're just trying to make sure they can bring their pig back to life at a party. <laughs> I don't know why. There's probably, especially in maybe Arkansas, you know, if Arkansas was studying, like, we brought a pig back to life, you'd be like, oh, sick, Razorbacks are bringing back their mascots. They're going to have, like, 65 years of dead pigs brought back to life. <laughs> Every fucking boar and mascot they've had is now back to life. You know, that's when I wouldn't be as, like, worried about this implementation. But when it's like Harvard and Yale, I'm like, mm, what are you guys up to? I don't know about you guys. You guys have weird ties. Anyway, let's continue.
1: Experimental process suggests there could be some cellular functions after death and that they might be reversible. The possibilities of this could be huge. It could help people survive longer after cardiac arrest or a stroke, or it could revolutionize organ transplants.
0: On the o- just think about it. Now we no longer have to worry about somebody being an organ donor anymore. You just have a bunch on the rack ready for you guys. That's right. You just have pig livers and pig hearts ready to fucking go. By the way, a guy who had one of the first pig hearts transplants ever, I think he died recently, which was uh, in, like not too long after he successfully. I think it was two or three months after he had his successful transplant, he died. Um, yeah, sad story. The RIP to him and his family. Or not his family. His family's not dead, but uh, condolences to his family. R.I.P. to him. <clears throat> but l- just getting everybody off the organ donors list, and now you know exactly where it came from. I mean, that's pretty sick. It's a pretty, pretty good move for the organ game. You know, you no longer have people on waiting lists, all that stuff. You can get those down. You know, you just got to consent to having a pig part in you you know and some of these pigs are the more adaptable to pig pots you know what i mean <laughs> don't have to worry about like getting some uh donor transplant who has like a super fatty liver because he's been drinking his whole life or smoking a pack a day they say sometimes when you get those organs from other people like you start craving stuff that uh the other person used to always crave because that organ is now in your system and it's like yo i used to get this every day this guy is not providing it I need my 30 Mountain Dews a day. Otherwise, I'm shutting down as a kidney, even though that's probably what caused the first kidney shutdown.
1: On the other hand, isn't this how, like, every zombie movie starts? A mind-blowing discovery, an unintended concept.
0: Hey, man, just, NBC News needs better writers. This is what we're going to go with. We're going to go with the zombie theme right away.
1: is, What are we actually dealing with? And what should we do with it? Let's get into all of that with Brendan Parent, Director of Transplant Ethics and Policy Research at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. He provided commentary on this experiment for the journal Nature. Professor Parent, welcome. Good to be with you. Good to have you with
2: us. Thanks so much. Great to be here.
1: Before we get into the ethical questions, let's explain the experiments a little more. It used a technology called OrganX, which involves trying to get some dead cells, dead organs, dead tissues to kind of restore some of their functions.
0: OrganX was also the same program that Jason Voorhees was brought back in Jason X with. It's those, <laughs> that's how they brought a dead Jason Voorhees back to life in space.
2: <laughs> what does OrganX do? You got it. organx takes a blood-like substitute and is hooked up to the veins and arteries of a pig that has been dead for an hour and gets that blood substitute flowing in a way that does better than blood itself. It has a cocktail of
0: pharmaceuticals. Oh, now that's just... That's just rude. He just fucking showed God up and been like, yeah, this make, this stuff we made is better than blood. <laughs> God's like, you motherfucker, you're improving on my goddamn recipe? And God's just like, it's evolution. It takes time. Now I, I'm, I'm just now getting the kings out. By the way, if they have this solution that works better than blood, I'm guessing it doesn't, like, it's not like a substitute then. Because if you had... Like, people who needed, like, blood transfusion and stuff, why wouldn't you use this solution? Sounds like. I don't know. Maybe it's this experimental one, and they're just still experimenting with it. And figuring it out. But, like, if you had a synthetic blood that you could give people, maybe then it would work better. Maybe you can finally give Jehovah's Witnesses some a uh, transfusion or something. I don't know. Because they won't take other people's blood. That's against their religion. Or transplants. So, maybe you can do this? I don't know. I guess you'd have to consult their religion.
2: Pharmaceutical agents, it has a pulse control, and actually manages to circulate this blood like substance through the body to get the organs revitalized.
1: Now, this is different from existing technologies, one called ECMO, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation which is what some hospitals may use to try to supply oxygen and remove carbon dioxide from the body. How different were the results between
2: ECMO and OrganX? Significantly. And I'll call it ECMO for simplicity. The OrganX technology demonstrated far better capacity to get this blood stuff to all of the relevant places, to get those organs revitalized. It actually managed to... Reverse processes of cellular death that we haven't seen reversed
0: before. Wow. I Want also I love that they're just showing a test tube lab like they're not even showing like Like b-roll footage of them pumping a dead pig back to life. Like come on guys quit holding back the money shot. I want to see the process I want to see a dead the pig that's been dead for an hour hooked up to tubes and brought back to life Okay Quit fucking cock teasing me. I want to see the pig live. You know, give me that pump. I want to see that pig just up an atom after having its organs revitalized by a synthetic process about this with this X whatever technology. This Professor X technology. (laughs) This Professor X technology of bringing a pig back to life. Okay, quit teasing me with this B-roll footage, Okay. You know, it's interesting though that it's reversing the death, uh, like the cell death. So somehow, even though it's been dead for an hour, it's slowly like that process starts that quick where like your all the cells start dying. Or and I don't know what it's called. I think blood uh, it doesn't coagulate. Um, it does something else. Uh, the, there's another. Pro- Word I'm forgetting right now, but when it starts to like harden and stuff like that, I'm assuming. And that's why, like, having that flow through it probably helps re, really, you know, once the blood flow stops from the heart stopping, like that, you've lost all the nutrients and stuff that go to it to cell, is what I'm guessing. I'm not a doctor, I'm just a spitball on here. Um, so it's crazy that they figured out a way to do that. So I wonder if they're going to start using this technology to somehow. Um, I don't know. Uh, keep people alive longer so they can say goodbye at their deathbed. Like you got an hour window, I guess, or a few few minutes afterwards at least to say goodbye. Uh, so you no longer are just like don't get to say goodbyes. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I know mean, it's not like keeping them alive like permanently, but it seems like a good use for it. I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here rather than thinking about zombies and uh government control guys i'm trying to be more optimistic
1: Watch the level set for me if you would i know i i referred to zombie movies and resident evil and all that but i don't want to deal in too much hyperbole with with this what are we actually talking about we're not talking about a process that brought the pig back to life per se there was some reanimation but not revival of the dead pigs right
2: you got it Thank you for the responsible journalism. You're absolutely right. This is not big zombies. No, this is a journalism. restoration of cellular function that shows these organs are going to do better potentially in a transplant context. Yeah. Right. In order for a whole organism to function, you have to see a lot more than cellular restoration on a micro scale.
0: Right. All right, that makes
1: sense. Now these may not be the zombie pigs and you know, I know that's a, a goofy image to deal with, but there are some real ethical questions particularly
0: I just want to point out that pigs are already basically zombies. They will eat anything. They will eat the they will eat a dead pig that's in the pen down the bones and all. Uh, there's been documentation about farmers falling into pig troughs and getting eaten alive by pigs pigs are fucking savages dude they will eat anything and everything they can they're crazy so zombie pigs aren't that far off i mean you just let them get a little hungry and they'll fucking eat
1: anything leave the line between life and death there are legal questions that involve when someone is declared dead what can happen to somebody after they have been declared legally dead versus when they are yet alive what
0: is the real rule number one when you're declared legally dead no one can have sex with you <laughs> necrophilia is wrong that's rule number one that's sh- if that's not rule number one when it comes to what you can and can't do with a dead body it should fucking be for love of christ that should be right at the top of the list <laughs> you know back in the day that fucking happened way too often way too often fucking gross god human beings are savages Through a little bit of the
1: ethical minefield that this kind of technology might lay if it
2: continues to develop. Right, and that's the important point, which is if it continues to develop, right, we have to remember this is one study with a few pigs for a few hours that shows some restoration of function, right? But if this goes Where where it should go, because we want to try to save people's lives, right, We then might need to question, as we did with the development of the ventilator to get lung function going, as we did with bypass to get heart going again, as we did with ECMO to get heart and lung functioning in consequence, we might have to shift the goalposts for when we decide a person who has lost blood flow is no longer returnable or dead, dare I say. Mm.
0: Interesting. So, eventually, we'll just have to deal with the dilemma of whether or not, like, like a, I guess it's this, like you said, the same thing with, like, a person who's in a vegetative state and you're being kept alive on a ventilator. It's, what point are you considered dead uh, without the assistance of these machines and stuff like that? It's a pretty good point. It's, uh, it, that is, it's a weird ethical dilemma. The... It's very strange, uh, and I'm not going to get in too political on this podcast. But it's very strange as we as human beings have to have this um, debate on the difference between life or when life not only begins but when it ends. Like we we know the gray, we know the middle. Like we've clearly defined the middle part of what life is, but we all have like these weird. Uh, differential opinions on the the bookends of a human life or just life in general for just any organism. Um, it's very fascinating that we, we have come to that point, actually, to be honest, as a species, where we can actually have those kind of thoughts and dilemmas. Um, I know it's been around for thousands of years at this point and probably it's varied from culture to culture for years and years on the, just even the importance of life. I mean, there was human sacrifices like three, 400 years ago, which isn't that long. I was at a family reunion today and like my we were talking about the time periods of which family members that like people who were there had seen who were born in the 1890s. You know, these were people that they did meet at one point in their lives, you know? And so it, that's not that long ago. And it's not that crazy of a statement to say everybody knows that. But interestingly enough, like, it it comes down to that. It's, it's just fascinating that we as humans can now even conceptualize that and have to have those um, conversations as people to make sure we understand and think if we're doing the right things or not. I don't know. This a fun thing to think about, and that's probably too heavy for a Monday morning <laughs> if you're listening to this at work. You know, is that a little too heavy of a way to end the podcast? Maybe I don't know. I just wanted to see pigs get brought back to life, but instead, this guy's dropping knowledge on me about talking about ethical dilemmas and how do they do distract you from the fact of what he's really saying? They show you piglets. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm gonna break down a really, really weird fact here about how we're talking about where life ends and begins and all that stuff, whatever. Uh, but here, pig and you little distract you from like the really hard-hitting questions that I'm asking that you probably should think about instead you're gonna think about little bitty bitty teacup pigs that are just adorable the rest of the day (laughs) so if that bothered you just think about teacup pigs and your day will be fine just Google that after this podcast okay (laughs) that's what you need to do but that's what we do here are not worth the time we bring up things that don't need to be discussed right and if you like this show, you want to head over to com, guys. That's right. com is where you can find this show, Who Gives It F, The Empty Parlor Podcast, and then a whole back catalog of podcasts we have there. Uh, the network is great. We'd love to go check out more stuff. Uh, if you'd like to watch the video version of this, which I highly suggest you do, head over to the YouTube and search Comic Wade Taylor. That's where you can find this video version. Uh, you can find Who Gives a F there, as long as long along with some stand-up clips and my half-hour that I put out, Wild Horses. So check that out. Love to see some more interactions, some thumbs up, and some watches on that. Would very much appreciate that. Um, also, Punting Game Shop, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all sorts of cool stuff to support your favorite shows here on Punting Game Dot com. Don't forget to use the promo code N-W-T-P-O-D. That's N-W-T-P-O-D. And that get you free shipping at checkout. Guys, this has been Not Worth the Time. I appreciate you listening and watching. Uh, got a little bit longer episode this week, so I hope you appreciate it. Um, with that being said, have a good one. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.